Hello, and welcome to another episode of the It's Just a Hill Cycling Podcast. I am your host, John Stenning. Today, we are amateurs talking pros. Once again, joined with us today. Are you gonna that, inter- was, that was poor wording. Are you going to introduce me? Yes, we have here. Yeah. My podcasting partner in crime. <laughs> Yeah. Brian St. Pierre, yes. a.k.a. BSP. Yeah, please Hello. call me BSP. Thank you for joining me. Please call me BSP. I only want people to call me BSP. Okay, BSP. Thanks for joining me. Uh, no problem. So how long does this charade last? Because I'm not sure how long I can keep it up. Uh, I'm about out. Okay. So that was your idea. Fun idea. I'm glad that you did <laughs> it. I wrote the intro, and I it was before I knew whether or not I was going to do the intro like with the person I was with, or like if I was just going to do it by myself. So like... Your name isn't here, so you even did a little bit of improv and introduced yeah. me, a.k.a. yourself, BSP. Yeah, I, you, introduced you, me. Right. But it's not written down uh, here. You had to go off the cuff a little bit, and that yeah, was great. Good job. I went off the cuff. It was, Good job. It's like really yeah. in there. Yeah. You listen to it probably more than most people because you do the editing for the show. I hope so. If, if someone listens to that more than I do, right. we got a super fan. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Which wouldn't be a bad thing, I guess. No, it wouldn't be a bad thing. But if someone hears that very, it is very much like a thing that I do. Hello and welcome to it. Yeah, yeah so you do it the much, same every time. It's really yeah. locked in for you. Yeah. yeah Which is good. I like, like that. Yeah, you get a, some things, consistency is good in podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I this is a so. podcast. It's just a hill cycling podcast. Thanks for coming, Brian. We're amateurs uh, talking pros. We already said all this. Um, the first what? stage race of the 2024 <laughs> road cycling season, it has happened to tour down under. We're going to talk about that a little bit, the end of the cyclocross season, and just like the general couple of uh, current events. So you want to start with current events? Is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, so like I said, cyclocross is coming to a close. Wout finally got a win. Uh, it seems like Vanderpool had been cleaning up all of these races, and uh, Wout got a win in uh, Benidorm, which is just this past weekend, not to date the podcast too much, um, but something more exciting happened was his saddle went flying off, and he finished the, the race saddle. without a saddle. Did you you uh, you watch that? I uh, did you see Vanderpool crash too? Uh, yeah, I saw him getting up from the crash. I yeah, I didn't see any footage of the actual. Fall. I realized the link that I sent you was really long. Uh, I watched. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think that was actually part one of like two parts for that yeah. video, and I did actually watch them both. Oh, okay. Which I think might have been the whole race since it's yeah. only about an hour, it was. just under an hour. So yeah, yeah. I did actually watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a very enjoyable one, for sure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and the saddle I thought was like yeah. great. And um, I love to see Vanderpool crash. You know, not to make it about that. No one, yeah. he didn't get hurt. He he got right back on, and he chased back a lot. Yeah. Um, but Wout was like in second for a long time. It was a fun race to watch. Oh, he said Vanderpool said in his interview afterwards something about like hitting a pole or something that he thought was gonna be. Oh. Soft. softer than it was and yeah. it just like knocked him down so i don't that's, know if there was like truly a crash that's what he said when he hit that 13 year old girl too yeah it's like, oh sorry i thought yeah. that it was going to be softer it was like just really weird and inappropriate that you would say that <laughs> yeah he was so well, he was told it wasn't on camera so then he was like here's a quick story right yeah it wasn't i didn't crash i i guess i should make sure that this is like in the podcast subcategories listed as comedy because then you can just say that all the bad shit i say about vanderpool is just parody, parody. and it's not like yeah. defamation of character yeah Right, because that's how you get away with it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a really good idea. So you have to like change the Subcategory. category in Apple, yeah, or whatever. Should yeah, Apple or the RSS feed, the subcategory. Um, okay, yeah, but the 
the saddle though. Yeah, when flying oh, off, man. he like kicked it. Yeah, it was like he he messed up his remount on yeah. that last lap. Yeah, and I think I think what happened probably was when the bike came down. That was when it broke. Yes, and then when his and you know his actual remount the right. second time caught it. He he like essentially like kicked broke it the off, rails off, broke it. Right. Yeah, but it seemed right. like it broke at before. the rails. Yeah, yeah, it broke before, but it broke at the rails. So yes. when he was when he. Because he did sit back down again. He did sit back down. For, and like stayed sitting. Yes. After you have to assume he realized it was broken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He definitely knew it. Obviously. Felt differently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, regardless of the height difference. But I'm thinking there must have been like sharp rail. Yeah. So like at the very end of the race, you can sort of see it because he like sits up a little bit. And it just looks like a seat post without the rails yeah. on it. I didn't. I didn't see any parts of the rails. Oh, you didn't honest. see any parts. No, of I just them. saw okay. like the ears that are. Yeah, because I'm picturing like rail shards. You ever have? Uh, you ever have something like that happen to you? Like uh, the saddle slips down, or you lose your saddle middle of a ride. I have two stories like that, sort of within uh, the past year. Of I don't have any good stories about saddle, but I have a, a handlebar jamming down. Oh, how did that happen? Well, do you, do you want to tell your stories first? No. I just asked <laughs> so you. I, I was riding through uh, Roger Williams Park on uh -huh. my first road bike, yeah. which was like a heavy steel frame thing. And, uh, you know, there's like a lot of speed bumps yeah. going through that park. Yeah. I was like jumping all the speed bumps, just like bunny hopping. Them. Oh, very you know, sick. Very not sick. like trying to bunny hop over them, but like using them as leverage to get a higher bunny hop. Sounds cool. And on one of the landings, I just, my handlebars jammed all the way down. And it was with, uh, it was me and Nate. Oh, that <laughs> and sucks. Uh, luckily, luckily I did have a, I had oh, a multi-tool on me that's and good. I brought him back up, but that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Recently on a, like a long plan, a planned long gravel day, my saddle, uh, I, Sat, I was on my gravel bike. I sat on the back of it, and all of a sudden, it went like that. Mm. And uh, it's a it's a cone oh. saddle. Fuck, <laughs> it's a cone saddle. Um, it's like it's just like a lightweight. It's like a fucking weight weenie carbon seat post, and so it has like less pieces. And so basically, they get so wedged that um, they're really hard to adjust the tilt. So mm. I must have, like, not tightened it enough. And when my mm. ass hit it on a bump on a gravel ride, it, like, went mm. up. Yeah. And then I went to take it apart. And only once one cone would come out, the other cone would not because it's, like, wedged in there. Mm. And you have to, like, knock it out with, like, a rubber mallet oh, and stuff. And I was in the middle of the woods. And so Ugh. I rode with it, like, I put the saddle back on and rode with it like that for maybe, like, three or four. Yeah, maybe, like, seven miles. Oy. And my lovely wife came and picked me up. Oh. Yeah. So it was, like, not... Not it was comfortable not fun enough to ride to on. Ride it on. was very like like my glutes were engaged way too much. Mm. It wasn't. You know, everyone is so quick to make the joke that it's like gonna go up your ass. Oh, very. No, funny. it wasn't. No, people made that joke to me when I posted it online. <laughs> yeah, and I saw plenty Come of on. jokes like that about wow. Yeah, well, on the internet, that's a different situation. You know what I, mean? I guess. Yeah, but no, people made the joke to me yeah. when I posted online. That I oh, because your your seat actually did your saddle actually come all the way off. Or it just jammed up? No, it just jammed up. Oh, okay, tilted gotcha. up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But still, you know, it's tilted up like this. And so, yeah. so you know, there are... But I can see that because you're kind of having to be like further back. Yeah, it was really weird. And then it's changing the way your muscles were. It really your was body weird. Was I, didn't, I didn't care for it. I was like probably still had another hour and a half to go like, yeah. on a well, tough gravel ride. And I was yeah, like, I'm not no, trying to do that. Not going to do um, that. 
But then like uh, about 11 months ago, I was down in Florida with my dad and I borrowed one of his friend's bikes and uh, it was a really nice like Pinarello is a very nice bike to ride. Um, the saddle slipped on me with about three miles to go and like it had it, it had previously like seized. I was having trouble moving it. And then when it moved, I didn't have the right Allen key to tighten it back up. So I had to ride back. I just rode standing up for like three miles. Mm. This sounds like I'm bragging now. I guess I am. I'm strong. <laughs> you are strong. Thanks. But that's not why I'm saying You could have done four miles. Thank you. I could have done welcome. four. Thank you so much. Um, but that was like, you know, I guess it was more, I was going to go ride that bike the next day for like 100 miles on a Grand Fondo with my dad. And I was like, oh no. Like, but luckily we took it apart and we like greased it properly and then like put it back in and it worked for me. And it was a very nice bike to ride on yeah. that day, even though it was a little bit creaky. But yeah, mm. it's okay. It was a nice bike. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. Cyclocross season's coming to a close, though. That's where we were talking about. Cyclocross. That's where we were at. Uh, Worlds is on February 3rd and 4th, and the local organization 1PVD Cycling is hosting an event to watch both the men's and the women's race at Fuller Speed Shop in Providence, Rhode Island. And so we'll put the Facebook event, event link in the video description below. That's February 3rd and 4th, the year of our Lord, 2024. Uh, American cycling uh, legend uh, Joe Dombrowski is retiring. Did you know that? I knew it because you shared the article with me. Wow, thanks. But I did not know it leading up to it. I mean, it come. This came out very recently. Like I want to say, like within the last twenty four to forty eight hours. Oh, was that I was, like sitting and, and doing this. But yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't find a contract for this year. He was under contract last year, I think, with Astana, and um, he also rode for like Cannondale and uh, UAE and Team Sky. And uh, but yeah, he's retiring. Yeah, yeah. I would say four, fourteen grand 14 tours under grand his tours. belt. Yeah, four professional wins. Stage of the Giro, stage of the 2019 Tour of Utah, rest in peace Tour of Utah, and uh, oh, victory at Tour of Utah in 2015. Mm. Man, Tour of Utah and Amgen Tour of California, those used to be a thing. I wish I was following this when they were like a, a decade thing. ago. That would right? have been amazing. Yeah, to go to you, yeah. man. That'd be like an actual excuse to go and ride our bikes out there. We're yeah. gonna go see the Tour of Utah. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't even think about that aspect. We could just go. We could just go. I was just thinking about the, you know. Why? The you, coolness factor of like being able to watch an American, you know, race like that. Because there's not that many no. happening. No, no. I mean, there's one big North American thing like that Montreal uh, Crits, mm -hmm. the Grand Prix or whatever the hell they call it. But, yeah. Um, well, there's that Maryland thing. Oh, yeah. The Maryland Cycling Classic. Yeah, the Classic. Yeah. yeah. And they're trying to make a bigger race around the New York Grand Fondo. I like a New York uh, world. It's like a 2-1 race, not yeah. quite world pro. Really? Around World's New York? Tour. Uh, yeah, New York, and it's going to be around the time of the Grand Fondo New York, which is like a big, big, like amateur event yeah. that I want to say like thousands upon thousands of people participate in. Yeah. And yeah. so it's a big cycling weekend in that area, and they're going to yeah. make like a, I think a three or four day stage race. Yeah. Oh, that'd around. be really cool. Yeah. That'd be beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, Julian Alaphilippe calls into question his Sudal Quickstep future and possible retirement. He might be retiring soon. He's had a couple of down seasons. He... Uh, did you see him? Oh, we're going to talk about the tour down under, but did you see him like go early? Yes. He went early. He like went for KOM points, not for yeah. the win. Yeah. Really and strange. Commentator said maybe he thought it was, yeah, uh, maybe, he maybe the wrong, maybe he went for the wrong line yeah. or something. But or he the just, second lap they did of Wollonga Hill that day. Oh, second. that was second already? Yeah. Second out of three for that day? No, I think they just did it twice, but. Just twice? Yeah. But still, yeah. he had but still, already done like a circuit known. Yeah, strange. So uh, maybe he just went too early, something blew up. Yeah, I, but think I did see that. His yeah. contract is up at the end of this year, so we'll see. I don't know. It'd be, I don't want to see him retire yet. 
Yeah, I was going to ask, how do you feel about that? You like you like Al Philippe? Yeah, I love him. I don't want to see him retire yet. Yeah. I especially don't want to see him like flame out like this. He had a yeah. bad crash a couple years ago. Yeah, and uh, he hasn't like quite gotten the wins. I think, but um, yeah. I don't know. COVID cycling has also been strange with the guys getting sick and like not coming back in the same form. So I don't know. I I, I just like don't like. I didn't like the way like Sagan retired. Like, right. Very dud of a season. It just yeah. seems. Uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily think you need a red carpet, but it's fun when it's like fun. Like Pino, Pino was pretty fun. Pino was great. Pino, you know, yeah, he had some great tour stages and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, SD Works, the women's team. Now, I think a lot of people talk about Visma Lab, Visma Lisa Bike being like a dominant team. There are other super yeah. teams in the men's side, but like SD Works has the best GC rider, the best classics rider, and the best sprinter in Demi Vollering, Lada Kopecky, and Lorena Vibus. Is that like too strong? Or do, or like does it matter? Like is is it worth arguing? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm I hate to say it, but I'm not super in touch with with women's f- racing yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. I know I know about you know SD Works and and how dominant they've been. You know, especially last season. Yeah. Um, I even think they did I, well I, at the Tour Down Under. Is that right? No, ages. I don't know actually because I did well. I did not talk about manage to watch women's tour down under. Yeah, I'll give you the lowdown on it. Yeah, but yeah, SD Works is like a super dominant team. Um, and then did you hear about this uh, this story about Jonas at the Fish Factory? Did you see this? <laughs> I did not. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to know more about it. So like the story and like I think I saw this on on Twitter. So take it with a grain of salt. This is where you initially saw it. Correct. Okay. Correct. But then it linked me to an article somewhere. And, you know, everyone knows that Jonas, like, worked at a fish market. And I think a lot of people, like, like to think that he was, like, discovered while he was working at a fish market, you know, because, like, he has, like, this freakish VO2 max or something. Mm. But it turns out that they, Yumbo, who, like, Visma Lab, Yumbo, Yumbo, like, got him a job at this fish factory to, like, introduce some sort of, like, structure to his life. Yeah. Because he had a freak VO2 max, but he was lazy. And he would hmm. just like sleep in and like skip training because like he was very naturally talented. Yeah. He's and like, so they were like, we need to get you a job for like oh two and a half, gosh. three years. So you can just like know what it's like to like wake up and like have something to do and be productive. Wow. Which is like, honestly, amazing. He's like the, you know, he's like some really smart student. Yeah. yeah. That just like won't do his homework or, yeah. you know, their homework because they just don't care. Right. But, they, but then they answer all the questions in class, and everyone's like, "What? How right. do you? How are you doing that? Right. How are you? How are you being all all up the up the mountain here?" I don't think we know what his VO two max is, but it's like seven, like high seventies. My watch tells me mine is fifty five. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what my highest rating was at what point, but what did you I say, fifty five? Yeah, it's just a number. I right? don't think I. I don't really even know what I think VO2 it is max pr- means. relatively personal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. as far as like, like genetic, mm-hmm. I'd, like not anybody yeah. can just get right. it as high as a pro cyclist. Right. Or I had it as high as 58 at one point, Yeah, but I don't know. My training's been slacking. I, I don't even remember if I, if I even got to the fifties at all. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. And, um, yeah, so that's it for this, uh, this week in cycling, um, there's like a news flash thing. Well, I I need to see, I need to see the articles for myself to uh, to believe it because okay. it's, like, it's like a that seems far fetched to me, but I suppose anything is possible. Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, maybe I can go and find it. It would definitely like, you know, the way that Twitter works is I'm never going to see the same link again. 
So I should have just copied it, but I didn't even, I didn't even copy it. I just wrote these notes from memory because I just like was so floored by it, you know, (laughs) but I don't think it was fan fiction. (laughs) I think it was like, you know, some Dutch, where's he from? Uh, Sweden. No, sorry. Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. Um, Um, if that's fan fiction, that is some <laughs> net lame, yeah. nerdy fan fiction. Sorry, I guess oh. if you're talking fan fiction, you're already in the, the realm nerdy. of nerds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's the, what's like the coolest fan fiction? <laughs> Not cycling. Something regarding space. Oh my god, you love space. We were talking about space a lot before we started uh, recording. Brian's infatuated with space. What is the coolest fan fiction? <clears throat> Star Wars? No. I can't get started I don't on know. Star Wars. I don't know. Let's talk about That's the tour down under. Uh, woman, the women's TDU. Let's start with the women's TDU. Yeah, tell me about it. It happened a few days before. Unfortunately, it's less stages than the men's, but it happened leading up to the men's race. It was three stages. This was the 10th edition of it. 16 teams took place. Uh, the first stage was very standard. A sprint finish, Allie Wollaston, which I think might be the most Australian uh, female name I've ever heard. Allie Wollaston sounds so Australian. Uh, from AG Sudal, uh, she won v- very standard like sprint finish. Stage two, mm-hmm. uh, Cecily Utrip Ludwig, who's like a sort of a you know a puncher, not a true not a true true climber, but someone that can attack. And she looked really strong and like finished really well. And I mm. think this did that put her into the orange jersey, the ochre jersey. It might have. Uh, but then Sarah Gigante, who uh, this was on Wollonga Hill, the aforementioned Wollonga Hill that mm-hmm. Al Philippe went to early Now you're on. talking about stage three? Yeah, stage three. Uh, how did stage two finish? What was the ending on that? It was did like a couple climb? of punchy. Okay. Yeah, but like pun- like not a, an actual climb, mm-hmm. but I think it went up and it rolled and it kicked up again towards mm-hmm. the end. Um, but she, was she... Uh, off the front? Was it a sprint no, at it all? it was a group. It was, was a, it group. a group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think she sort of went off with like mm-hmm. maybe half a kilometer to go, you know, mm-hmm. and like put some distance in. But the group was there when she won. Gotcha. Yeah, she wasn't alone. And the ochre jersey, is that the overall race uh, leader? Yeah, jersey? it's like a deep orange, mm-hmm. and it's some, I don't know, O-C-H-R-E, ochre is the mm-hmm. name of the ochre. color. Yeah, yeah. And then Wollonga Hill is what stage three ends on. This is like the big climb of the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Cicely tried to hold on, and but she, like, with 500 meters to go or something, she just, like, could not. And Sarah Gigante, who has, like, she has like the fastest time on Wollonga Hill, like period. Mm-hmm. Um, she absolutely crushed this stage, and uh, she. Oh, is it Gigante or Gigante? I heard two different things. I have no idea. That's one of the notes I put down here. Yeah, but I don't really know. Gigante or Gigante? I I I been saying Gigante, I guess. Um, so there's a hill climb event the next day. I guess just part of like the TDU. Oh, so Sarah Gigante ends up winning. Okay, she wins the stage and then like wins. Uh, GC, took, yeah, which is a great GC start for the season. Day. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because, like, honestly, I think that's good because maybe that means some like competition for like demi volering or you know, yeah. like oh, these these this SD Works team. Um, also, Ninka Vinka, which I just think is a great name. It's really worth just saying her name. Wow. She's 19 years old. She got second on Wollonga Hill and in the general classification. Wow. Uh, so there were you know just like an early race to see all these new kits and fun new faces and uh, yeah. yeah. So the next day there's a hill climb event and Gigante want, wins it and she set a new record on the wow. hill. Yeah. So it's just the hill instead of like a lead up race into it. But um, yeah, right, right. It was like a TT and she yeah has the fastest record. She beat. There was some like faster ex- than men. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And was that just for the pros that were competing in the Tour Down Under? 
No, there or was like open to X public. pros were there, public were there too. Wow. It was just like a hill climb event. Cool. Yeah, just like part of the whole. Yeah. The the interesting thing about the tour down under, uh, I think I just like stumbled over two or three of those words. The interesting thing about the tour down under, I think, is it is based around Adelaide. And so all stages start close by and end close by to Adelaide. So there aren't big transfers. Mm. So there's like this whole bike festival that goes on for like the two weeks because it's not traveling like the tour. Because, you know, like the tour, the Giro will go, the Vuelta go to all these different towns. This is all like based in Adelaide, which I think is pretty neat. Um, That's really neat. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. And like, right. Just like a festival. Being able to go there, a big festival. Everything's sort of within driving distance. Yeah, all the ride your bike around business that it drums up. Right, right. Um, So the men's TDU follows that up. There's 17 World Tour teams. Excuse me. One UCI Pro team. No, one. Yeah, one UCI Pro team and one national team, the Australian team. There were no former winners at this year's Tour Down Under, and uh, 1999 was the first year. So it's been going on a little bit longer Mm. than the women's race. And yeah, the four jerseys are the Ochre Leaders jersey. The Sprinter jersey is blue, Mm. and then there's light blue with like green polka dots for KOM. Um, and then the the white is the youngest rider jersey. Um, so there were some bigger names there: Luke Plapp, Simon Yates, Julian Alaphilippe, which we talked about before. Caleb Ewan is there now on Lotto Destiny. Uh, Biniam Gramai and Sam Wellsford, a big sprinter from Bora. Uh, basically, there are six stages, uh, four sprints, and two big GC stages towards the end in Mount Lofty and uh, Wollonga Hill, which was the big one at the women's race. So Adam Yates. No, Adam Yates has won this before, I think. And Simon Yates has dominated on both of those climbs before. Um, but we'll see how it goes for them, because I don't think maybe as good as Jayco had hoped. Um, stage one, like I said, is a sprint sprint finish. Did you um did you watch any of this stage? Uh I watched I watched either short highlights or extended highlights yeah. for all six of these stages. Yes. Yeah. What did you think about this one? Um well, let's check my notes. Check your notes, please. There was a sprint finish. Uh, Bora really dominated. Yeah, that uh, final sprint. Yeah, huge lead out. Um, really great lead, great lead out for Sam Wellsford. Yeah, um, yeah. Adam Blythe said it's the highest level of pro cycling since it has begun. Apparently, that stage, just just Bora. the twenty twenty four World Tour oh. of cycling. No, not Bora. They wish. <laughs> They wish uh, uh, is like the be- the highest level of pro cycling since it has begun. That was one of the quotes I wrote down from the first. Is that first like a prediction? Stage. No, he's just for the twenty. He's just like so amped up, and he's just like this is the highest level wow. of pro cycling has ever been. Well, you know, yeah, he might not be wrong. Who knows? He's probably not wrong. If you if you they're all think, eating one hundred and ten you know, fucking yeah. grams of carbs an hour. Yeah, with change in philosophies like carb yeah. intake and bike technology. Bikes being lighter, everything. I mean, yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah, carb heads. Strong. Uh, there was also a crit leading up to it. I didn't. I didn't watch any of that. Uh, Caleb Ewan was did he was now on Jayco. Oh no, he's on Jayco now. I said he was on Lotto earlier. That's wrong. He's on Jayco, which is the Australian. Yeah, it's Jayco now. Yeah, he did not do the lead up crit, which was won by uh, Jonathan Navarez. Uh, mm. Which, yeah, I mean, he's a name that we're going to see a little bit yeah. later. Narvaez. Narvaez, yeah. On uh, Ineos, is that correct? Correct, correct. Um, So yeah, pretty standard sprint for that one. Stage two, um, 
uh, basically still a sprint sort of flat stage, but a hill near the end. Big, big attack by uh, Luke Plapp, which I think is also just like a great cycling name. He drops everyone but the aforementioned Navarez, uh, but they don't work together at all, and the group ends up coming back. Um, I'm just writing him as he who must not be named, so you don't have to bleep his name. He makes an early, he makes like an early attack. Did you see it? Uh, he who I must not be named. On stage one, he who must not be named was the first person. Yes. As soon as the car left as neutral zone, he car, just went. He did. He sprinted. And he did it again on another stage, too. Yeah, he did. I think he's really final just trying stage, to I think. get out there in the stars and stripes as much as he can. Yeah. And frankly... Um, frankly, boo. Yeah, frankly, boo on the just the image of the flag <laughs> in general. Um, but yeah, he is really... I don't know. He probably has a lot on the line. He's probably a probably probably. big season. You know, he's got a sort of start to compete at a higher level and yeah. I don't really want to talk about him anymore. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, Move he on. was an asshole on the camera a couple of times and I just don't like him. Um, but there's a group sprint at the end. It's not organized at all. And um, Del Toro had like the best like kick and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. There was like one K left and he made a huge gap and like, yeah, huge it was gap. A great sprint. And like, it was like, Oh, who Super is this strong. guy? Isaac yeah. Del Toro. Yeah. A Mexican rider from UAE. Yep. Yeah. Never heard. That of was before. a super strong attack. He made, it was something around 300 meters to go. Yeah, and he just and totally he just kicked. really it gapped around. everybody. Yeah, it was sick. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, something that I noticed right away was uh, the Australian national team yeah. on some black Cervellos. That's true. Ooh. That's true. They were, they were looking nice. They were on soloists, I think. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. They had a drop chain had a drop seat stay so it's not mm. the r5 mm-hmm. but it wasn't the super arrow looking right so it's, it wasn't the s5 so i think it True. was a soloist soloist or or yeah. the caledonia but well i think it was a soloist yeah which is like a sick bike yeah i think like probably very, not the caledonia though no i don't think so no no because the caledonia is the more more budget one yeah yeah, yeah. i bet if, it was a soloist, which i think is like a very popular bike right now and it's like a great endurance bike and so you're riding a long time on it you know yeah but um, yeah, they were, they're like a fun team. It's nice to see like, yeah, the, they the were national really, teams there. Yeah. You know? They were, they were making moves, which right. I mean, you gotta, you, you gotta assume any country would do in their national yeah. big annual race. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, but they had some really good showings. I really liked their jerseys too. Yeah, me too. They're clean. Those cool colors. I lit, I mean, Plap, who is the Australian national champion, mm-hmm. is not on the Australian team. He's on Jayco, but his jersey is sick. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Skin, his skin suit, which... We saw what happened to that a couple stages later. Uh, stage three is another great like sprint, another great lead out by Bora. Uh, Viviani was there from Ineos, but close was not fast enough. And uh, Benny Biniam Germay totally fell short on this stage. Sam Wellsford guts the win again. What's up with Benny? Like, I know, is it right? The team is it the gear? Is it him? Like, he's not on the best team. He definitely is not on the best setup. Yeah. Is that like enough of a difference? That board I wonder if it just sick. really, if it really just comes comes down to the, the team and, and being able to get him in. Well, I mean, he's getting into position. Yeah, he's getting. But I like, think it's just a matter of leadouts. Yeah, true. He just doesn't have the leadouts anyone has. It's still like early. He's always, you know? he's always like scrapping, you know, scrapping around, holding someone in those final yeah, three hundred sure. meters to just like yeah. get on who anyone else is in front, whoever's in front of him. Right, right. And it's probably a lot of times not his teammates. Yeah, I yeah. like. That team, I like Intermarche. I like to see teams that aren't super teams with like smaller budgets do well. But it is like you're sort of like, oh, well, it's the team like Bora, who's the exact opposite, that are on like this top notch S work specialized gear. 
you know, are just like flying, absolutely flying. Yeah, um, they came with a strong lineup, I guess. For yeah, that. for sure, they did. Yeah, but it was yeah, stage one and three, the first two true like full bunch sprints. Yeah, Binium was right in there in the mix, but I think for first stage he finished third. Uh, I don't know where he finished on the third stage. No, I think he ended up being top ten overall, maybe. But uh, stage four is kind of a repeat of of stage three there weren't that many breakaways it was a lot of like two two man breakaways they would go out for a while and then they would end up getting taken back in sam welser gets the win again here with another great mm. lead out yeah binium second on this stage in stage four yeah yeah wow yeah so it's just like he's there man he's ready right. yeah but he can't beat that you know he like wellsford was just like delivered on a silver platter and uh, uh del toro is still on the lead of the tdu at this point he's still in that Oak oh jersey. was he yeah yeah wow yeah um there was a really weird crash in that stage four. Was that when Plop went down? Uh, no, was, I have it written as, I think it was four guys. There was two Kofidis and two Arkea. Yeah. And I don't remember which, it was It was Ar, Arkea, because um, they're on those really interesting like black and teal um, bikes. I, f- I forget which, which brand those are. I think they're like, they're like a special aero Bianchi really frame yeah and they had uh they had a really weird oh, crash can't. where their bikes got locked together and one of the guys chainstay snapped and oh, he like, went damn. to go get on it and then he started riding i was like oh shit no nah, screw this thing damn i didn't i did not notice that no that was the day that plap went down he went down pretty hard in like a six person pile up and he was like below everyone like when people started to get up you still couldn't see him under there oh wow he tore up his skin suit a ton it yeah. was like 30% of it was torn off. Yeah. I saw an image of him. Yeah. With the rough. skin suit torn. Yeah. Super rough. I didn't see the actual crash, but. Yeah, it was rough. He was like totally buried. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so two stages left. We start to get to the hilly stages. Um, there's a big tailwind for most of this stage. This is when they do Wollonga Hill twice. Plap is out, like I said. So Jayco sort of bit lacking, even though they ha- don't even have any wins here yet. Caleb Ewan sort of been falling short. Um, it comes to a GC battle. And uh, Navarez shows off a little bit. Yates doesn't seem to have enough. And uh, Oscar only comes over the top, like, pretty much mm. uh, and holds holds it, but gets a good win here. You know, he's, he's Scottish from yeah. DSM Firminich Post NL, one of the best team name in the tour this year. DSM Firminich Post NL. <laughs> sucks. At least Intermarche yeah, a lot of ring. What? A lot of ring, if you ask me. Yeah, it rolls right off the tongue. I can't even repeat what you just said. DSM Firminich Post NL? DSM Firminich Post NL? Yeah. Oh, I got it. You did it. Nice job. Uh, I'll just call him DSM. Yeah, DSM is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Oscar Onley. Yeah, absolutely crushed a nice, it. A nice win. Scottish. Scottish rider. You love to see it. Love you don't see, see it. a lot of it. <clears throat> Simon Yates, yeah, it was like I don't know those last couple K. There was yeah. like whatever that front group was. He was really making some efforts and yeah, yeah. And like Yates tried to go, but then Onley was just right on his wheel, and he came around Williams, Stephen yeah. Williams, and Navarez, and just like put in the gap. And yeah, DSM needs wins, you know. Yeah, they're not they don't have the most points and stuff. So yeah, good for him early mm-hmm. in the year. And then uh, this is also when Stephen Williams goes into the leaders jersey on a tiebreaker, which is interesting. He had the same time. As Oscar Onley. Yeah. Um, I saw that because in my notes I wrote that Oscar Onley got the jersey, but I think it was only after 
that it was because oh, right when I only finished, I said saying that he was oh, really? that he got the jersey. Yeah. Uh, but then I saw the next day that he was not in the jersey. Yeah, it's based on the sum of his overall GC positions in the previous stages of the race. Hmm. Yeah, so that gave him a one-second gap on Oscar on. Hmm. And, uh, One second gap, well. Yeah. And then stage six, Mount Lofty stage, won by Yates last year. This is when Vine got the GC. And uh, biggest breakaway for the whole race, there was like 20K, uh, K, uh, K of battling. Yates tried to go a couple times with like 120 to go. At one point, he tried to go, um, but got brought back in. And then Del Toro goes a couple times on the mm-hmm. actual climb. Uh, Pithy is like off the front a little bit. Climb goes up and down and kicks back up. And then Stephen Williams, who's in the Ochre jersey, gets the big win, um, wins the stage. And right. this is the first World Tour win for Israel Premier Tech, which is wild. Like ever? World Tour GC stage win. Wow. Yeah. For Israel Premier Tech. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, I think so. That's big points for them early in the and season. He, and he was a he's a Brit, Stephen Williams. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's from well. He's well. He's Welsh. Yeah, he's Welsh. Yeah, he looks like he could be Teo Gagenhart's brother. Ah, <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, but yeah, he had a good race. Um, <clears throat> it was fun to watch. Right, it's fun to see the new kits. Which kits stood out the most? We talked about. We talked about Luke Blaps. Is there any other kits? Stand out and the uh, kids you think are boring that we're seeing them now in the Peloton? I th- I think the one that stood out the most for me in terms of liking a new kit is the Bora kit. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I love the exact blocking on it, but I do sure. like the colors and I like the... I wish the red was still in there. I did have a little bit of red before. That little the little square sort of tag of red. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. But it seems like they're going a little... Maybe red wouldn't work with the... That sort of more limey, sure. yellowish, whatever. But I hate, I, I like hate, it though. I don't like the Visma kits. You hate them? I kind of hate them. Really? Yeah. They got the kind of like honeycomb, like I, line detail. I like them. the line detail and yeah. I love the line detail on the bike. Too much yellow? That yellow, it's just like the worst yellow. Yeah, it's, it's not like a good canary yellow. yellow. It's not a good yellow. Yeah. At least in, in, you know, recent years, it was like they had all other design things happening. Sure, along with the yellow, but this one's rod, just yellow. All this is yellow. just yellow. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Yeah, and then there are a lot of other ones that sort of just blend together. It's the UAE one exciting. is also very funny. It's just white. Yeah, the UAE one. Uh, I think I like the Ineos so, one. A lot. So many of them are boring. Yeah, Ineos one is pretty sick. It's got the gradient that goes down the middle. The, the Ineos one is cool. Yeah, with the gradient. Yeah, I do like that. That stood out to me a bit. As being one of the few changes this season that I think is a ni- nice change to look at. Where did you watch? You ended up watching highlights to this. Was this like all on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. I just was searching on YouTube. I think I yeah. watched some. I watched NBC Sports highlights as well as. Um, oh my god! Flow bikes. Flow. Yeah. Yeah. Flow bikes highlights is what I watched, but I watched yeah. Eurosport feed live on Tiz. Because now we're in a post-GCN plus world. Yeah. Well, this this brings up a topic that I was going to... Please. Broach. Let's talk about it. Broach? Broach? Broach. Broach. Had it right the first time. Broach. Yeah, with a post-GCN plus world we're living in now. Yeah. What are we going to do? Tis. Just tis? I mean, I think. I don't really want to pay for anything yet. Yeah, I so this Discovery, is going to be Tiz. I heard Discovery Plus has stuff, and they might have even had this. And I do have Discovery Plus for some reason. Like mm. some like Apple package, I get it for like, it's like included. I really? Think. I don't know. 
I, I don't pay extra for it. Yeah. It's included in something. Mm-hmm. But so if we're gonna if we're gonna pay for a service, yeah. Do you know? And I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Do you know what these services, or service and or services would be? Because I think at one point, um, you had shared a spreadsheet or something. Yeah. That showed between Flow Bikes. Yes. Discovery Plus. Yes. And Max. Correct. Asterisk with um, a, a, a sports a sports oh, yeah, yeah. add on bleacher sports add on bleacher sports add on that you have to pay extra for to yeah. get it. Um, and it seems like you can't this is a you can't pay for one service to watch all of the races correct. that you would have watched on GCN Plus. That is hundred percent correct. And now the other thing of uh, the other thing that might be an option is well, what if you if you sign up for Discovery Plus, yeah, while connected to a, a VPN in Britain, then maybe that's another option to get a better package. Yeah, but I so also the, cut you off while you were starting to say no, something. no, because I don't. Excuse me, I don't really know what all of the answers are. I do know that like, if Discovery Plus carries like the French races, then they don't carry the Italian races. If mm. that makes sense, because like the ICS and the ASO, I might be getting those wrong are like the two different organizations that like organize the races, you know, not the UCI, not the governing body, but the people that actually organize the races. Mm -hmm. And those are two separate entities and those entities don't have the same media deals. Right. And so GCN was unique. GCN plus was unique was because it could compile them, even though in the States you might not be able to get them all. Right. States definitely no. Right. There was like a, there was a lot of like blackouts for the States. Um, But at least you could, somehow get your way around it and it was like one channel where like they actually had the rights to everything which i don't think is the case right now i think it would be like a little bit of this a little bit of that which yeah is so annoying i think discovery plus will get you nbc sports like we said yeah and then i think bleacher will get you like the max ones will get you uh like the the italian races but i'm Hmm. really i'm really not sure i could have it totally backwards and it is frustrating and for now i will use tiz until at least the Giro comes around, I think, in May. Yeah. And then I'll see how Tiz is holding up for the Giro, and then maybe yeah. I'll get, like, a one-month thing for whatever holds the Italian races. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe leading up, because there are classics leading up to that, but I feel like... So, for those people that don't know, Tiz is, like, an illegal site, essentially. Right. Where, like, they stream, they have these feeds, and they, like, stream them for you to watch, and they're like add inundated sites and so there's a lot of pop-ups but if you have the right, right pop-up blockers you can sort of get around it and yeah there's a lot of pop-ups and there's yeah. a lot of options for like qualities or speeds yes like internet right. speeds and things so they have and different I, feeds like a yeah. 1080 a 720 and i was a bit like, confused by it every time i try and so it depends on what like how much like if you're just watching it on your phone you might not pull as much like or data you might just want to mm-hmm. go for like the 480 and certain ones will get taken down by the publishers. And a thing that I think is the worst part, because I don't really care that it's illegal. You know, they're making it hard for me. And so that's why people start to pirate things. That's why we pirated music with Napster back in the day. And because there's just like, there's too many subscriptions now. Like, yeah. you know, I could go, like, it sucks. We have like 10 subscriptions again. We're yeah. paying the same. We used to pay for cable. We're probably paying more. We're probably paying more. Yeah, yeah we did it to ourselves. We yeah. fucking did it to ourselves. We did it to ourselves, but they got us good. And they have us right where they want them. So the problem I think with Tiz is like if you're watching the tour and it's like the Alpe d'Huez stage, everyone else is watching it. Yeah. And like the broadband is like 
spread so thin because so mm -hmm. many people are accessing the yeah. website yeah. that the, that it tends to drop out at like the worst times. Yeah, of course. And that is so frustrating to watch. Yeah. So I don't think I'll stick with it, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so nervous. I, I don't think my nerves can handle trying to watch these grand tours on tis right but what about races leading up to it what about some of the classics what about like uh, uh um loop which is coming up kind yeah, of yeah I, th I think i think i'd probably try tis for that stuff leading up to Giro. yeah um probably but that's also me thinking about personal finances as well sure so i'm not really looking to like right. Right. dive into well, a new subscription before. but right I don't know. I mean, the, the Grand Tours obviously will be a separate thing. And may, like you said, maybe we can just pay for one month with whatever service yeah, we need right, to right. to watch a better coverage and full full live coverage of, you yeah, know, a Grand, Grand Tour. Grand Tour. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. And I, and I think we might have mentioned it on the podcast in the past uh, with the Amateurs Talking Pros series. Um, I think if you do... Because I think I think Cal was the only one that did, well, out of the three of us that did um, the like Discovery Plus or, or NBC package. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year or yeah. Peacock, I guess. Yeah, Peacock. Um, yeah. He said that you could choose if you wanted to watch the American NBC feed or right. Eurosport feed, and if right. that's the case, I think at, at last year I think it was like you could pay the minimum five dollar package. Yeah. Just for that month. So for $5, watch the Eurosport feed of the whole tour. That's like pretty worth it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Peacock, which has NBC, will cover the tour with we'll NBC cover the Sports. Tour. Yeah. I don't care for those people. Oh, yeah, right. I, I, once I started watching GCN Plus and getting the Eurosport feed, uh, yeah. I, I could not go back. Because it was the tour last year. That was when I ended up buying the VPN yeah. to watch GCN. To watch GCN tour. Yeah. It's so know? good. And it's just like... Because it was the first, it was on the first stage where I was like, you know, my plan was not to pay for VPN. I was just going to watch NBC for that. Yeah. And then not not only is it like horrible in comparison, the coverage and I don't know. I don't really want to shit talk the commentators because they're legends no, and I in just their own the, right. But I think like, the Eurosport ones, the GCM Plus people are just so much better. And they have such they a are. good rapport. I love the yeah. rapport. They come yeah. in and out. It's so funny. Sean Kelly is a legend. Yeah. Like, it's just like they're all just so great. I love the whole team. Orla is great. You know, like yeah. it, it's just awesome. Yeah. yeah. And the, the way Sean Kelly got fired up towards the end of the Vuelta last yeah. year, I know we talked about it before, but yeah. I'll say it again. It was awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. He's great. Because he was saying what we were all thinking. Yep. Yep. Or at least what I was thinking. I don't know. 100%. Um, yeah. You know, I saw, I saw another headline, maybe two to four weeks ago but i don't think i ended up reading the article but it was like sep Coos finally breaks his silence and truly tells what happened in within the team during vuelta i don't know does that ever and come the, out i don't know but i just I mean, feel I like any explanation he's ever given of it is like a non-explanation no no he's definitely skirted it yeah it's a non-answer yeah. right he's definitely just been like well you know the team wants to ride for the win you know yeah, I mean, but also, but I mean, to that's me an art in and of itself. The way the way sure. he's answered all those questions and had long conversations about what happened. I mean, I think it's, it's very like, clear that like Primos know. wanted to win, and then he went hard on that yeah. one stage, 
And Jonas was like, oh, no, if Primos is going, I need to, I should follow. Yeah. And then they had a meeting and they were like, hey, we can't be doing this. You know, yeah. they already have a reputation. Not a lot of people like them, you know. And so they were like, hey, let's like, let Sep win, you know. Not that he didn't deserve to win, but they also kind of let him win. But good for him. He still deserves it. He still crushed it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he absolutely deserved it. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that was, but that was the whole... That was the whole uh, thing about it. It was like, well, do you just gift it to somebody because they work for you or do you let the best man win? You know, but it's like, sure. but the issue is that they were all on the same team. Right, right, right. So right. it was like, why would you attack someone that's on your team? Right. doesn't right. matter that you went into the race thinking you were a GC favorite. Right. And it's, you so should like, still work for the person that is in the lead. Correct. Right. And that was my opinion on it. Right. Same. It was like, sure, I, d I don't love the idea of him being gifted it. I no, don't want no, to be no, no, gifted no. You it. You wanted to earn it. But they're also, he earned it. you're also on teams yeah he earned team it. together he rode all three grand tours yeah and primos won the first one and Jonas won the second one so let him win the third <laughs> it rules seems perfect yeah it seems perfect it yeah. rules um okay so uh, something i want to talk about real quick do you find it hard to avoid spoilers of races whether it be because of like instagram yeah. or, or strava or like is there any do you have any tricks to get around it because even during no. tdu i'm getting those stages spoiled and like let's be honest I'm scrapping for cycling content right now, right? It's January. I'm yeah. excited that TDU is happening. It's obviously far from the biggest race, but I still don't want to open up YouTube and see Sam Wellsford sprint for the finish to the win, you know, like on yeah. a headline of a, of a video, like at the top of my YouTube feed. Yeah. I don't follow pros on Strava for this reason. Yeah, I, I follow very few pros on Strava, and I have unfollowed some in the past for this specific reason. Yeah. Because um, they put gold, gold trophies, like in the title of their ride. Yeah, or or name name other people yep. in celebration of their win or something. Yep. Um, but I, I, I think it's something that you've done in the past too. And the only thing I might do is just temporarily unfollow, like during a Grand Tour season. Or yeah. Sorry, not season, but during a Grand Tour, I might, yeah. I might unfollow or, or maybe mute like. Mute yeah, GCN. And, shouldn't they be held to a higher standard to not I know, spoil right? it in the freaking title? Uh, GCN and even all the ungodly number of cycling meme pages. Yes, which sucks because like memes are funny. Memes, are but you funny. gotta unfollow them during That's the a Grand fact. Tour. Memes are funny. Memes are funny, and then people are using memes to be funny, but then telling me that Walt wins yeah. whatever. And it's like probably in the form of memes and on that in the medium of memes. Yes people are giving spoilers that they're sort of not realizing right in the same way of like you know oh yeah no i shouldn't share that news article right now because right. i have other friends that are that will be spoiled yeah but a meme you know you want to get on it you want to get on i know that's the whole thing the first one to make the funny yeah. joke so i guess maybe it's just like stop looking at just like phone. mute mute them I Rather guess. than unfollow them, because, yeah, you're right. Because I always worry about oh, if I'm going to go and follow pages that I wanted to see in the first place, right. I'm going to forget to follow them or not refollow all of them. Right. Um, yeah. Can I just mute all of the meme pages for July? That's what I'm thinking. It's just, like, yeah. just just mute everything. But then my question in that regard is on Instagram, and I don't know. I am asking. Can you see a list or a drop down list of all the pages you have muted? I don't know. I know you can see the pages that you've blocked, but I don't know if you can see mm. the pages you've muted. Because that would be good. Or if you could even like add pages that you follow to like 
a category. Like if you have like self composed categories or lists and you can oh. just say like mute this whole list this is like a pitch for instagram that would be now. awesome or it, it is and meta should be listening i don't love that because yeah. i we don't want to be on instagram no. actually to begin with yeah and i just like two or three days ago i just implemented my uh screen time limit thing good for you for instagram Serious. yeah and and one of my best friends has had that up probably since that became a thing and I've always thought it was a good idea, but I finally only, you know, decided to do it yeah. a couple of days ago. I've done it before, and then I'm just like, I can get around this. It's too easy. It, 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 I think it maybe is a little too easy to it's just too say, easy no, to ignore, ignore for another 15 minutes, and yeah. you just like... Perpetually do that. It should really just like... Or they should have the option of like, yeah, hard lockout. Like, right. don't let me back. Like, on. I'm serious. Yeah. The same way that I, I want to I did this lock, because I'm serious. The same way that I want to lock out like eating chocolate chips in my life, <laughs> I want to lock out... Yeah looking at instagram you got a chocolate chip problem i did but i didn't have one in all of 2023 oh wow so in our pantry downstairs we just have like jars of things for baking my Mm -hmm. lovely wife loves to bake yeah she's got a lot of so there's one that has chocolate chips in it and i would just go over there all all 2022 go over there open it up take a few you know you just have a few talking semi-sweet semi-sweet yeah yeah don't want them too sweet (laughs) no semi-sweet not too sweet you walk over there you take a few you do that a few times a night you do yeah. that a few times a week. That really starts to add up. Yeah. So last year, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I have not reached yeah. my hand into that jar since but December. the jar is still there. The jar is still there Good in for the you. same spot. Good for you. December 31st, 2022, last time I reached in. Nice. Yeah. Wait, you haven't reached in? You didn't reach in at all? No. Jesus. I have to do things cold turkey. Cold, That's yeah. how I am. I have cold. to be like, boom, done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if my dad, I don't know if my, my parents listen to this podcast. So one time I smoked cigarettes. I don't know if they know that. They probably do. They probably know a lot I'm more sure than they I do. do. Yeah. <clears throat> That's why I have this throat now. For some reason, I think, I think everyone as teenagers doesn't think their parents have noses. Yeah, no, right. They definitely know. Yeah. Um, but when I quit, I quit cold turkey. Mm. Just boom, stopped. Nice. One night I smoked too many. And I was like, this is gross. And I just <laughs> threw them away and stopped. That yeah. was like 10 years ago or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. Need what to- about peanut butter, though? Let me ask you that. That's just something I-, I can't have in the house, my friend. <laughs> I know you had a you have peanut, I, you like peanut butter a lot. So I you just don't even butter. have it in the house anymore. Peanut butter is the best food. It's yeah. a perfect food. Yeah. You don't need to pair it with anything, even though you could pair it with a million things. It's it's beautiful by itself, right? Oh, yeah. Philosophically, peanut butter is the best food, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Philosophically. Yes. <laughs> um, if I have it in my house, I overeat it. Yeah. You know? It's so easy to overeat. Yeah. And I like, you know, peanut butter. we ride our bikes a lot. And so, like, you want to bring in the calories, but it's also so easy. And I think, you know, going back to that, not to make this not about, like, amateurs talking pros, but, like, it's very easy, like, if you're going and riding your bike and eating while you ride and then, like, coming home and, like, refueling to just, like, be at a net positive with calories, you know? Not even, like, a net negative or, like, a neutral, you know? And so, like, peanut butter in the house for me, a couple, like, 200-calorie scoops, easy. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been messing around with PB Fit a little. Oh, PB fits nice, yeah. It fits like the it. bill. It's yeah. not as fatty, you know, yeah, so it feels I, a little bit healthier. I think it tastes good. It's a little bit more of a process, so it's not as easy as just opening in the jar and scooping yeah. it out, you know? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, but peanut uh, butter is... I don't always have that on hand, but I do like I do like to have it. Yeah. Um, it's nice for smoothies. I, lo- I also like because you, you... I like it because you can make it your own consistency. Yes. You're not beholden. No. 
And it feels more fun to mix things in. Sometimes I mix a little honey or a little maple syrup, you know, sure. cinnamon. Oh, yeah, a little cinnamon. You can do this honey. stuff to regular oh, peanut butter. But no, you can. It's different, though. It's different because the thickness. It's different. It's different. Um, yeah. I got a question for you. Yeah. Now, let's let's bring our minds back to okay. a year when you had peanut butter and chocolate chips in the house. Yes. Have you ever <laughs> taken a spoonful of peanut butter? Yep. And dunked that directly into the chocolate chips. Hundred percent. Huh. Yeah. Nice. If honestly, if you you so you've done that too. Uh, I probably had. Or something similar to it. I probably have. So there's, you know how there people are like, there's two types of people. Definitely something there. similar. Huh? I'll tell there's you two that. types of people in this world. <laughs> I don't believe that. I think that's stupid. But what I do believe is if you're like, no, I wouldn't do that. That's disgusting. Or you're like, no, I've never tried that. Then I don't want to know you. You know who would definitely fit that bill? That thing, that thing thinks it's disgusting? Yeah. Who? Paul Hollywood. I don't know him. I don't. I don't know Paul Hollywood. <laughs> but if you met him, you'd have a talking point. <clears throat> yeah, you think he would think that's disgusting? Uh, I think that he has so said Paul on Hollywood. many occasions that he does not like the combo of chocolate and peanut butter. I actually, I do remember hearing him say that. He likes both, but not together. Right. I could not disagree more. Yes, I agree. With your disagreement. My favorite ride snack is a Reese's Fast Break. It's the mm. best candy bar. It's yeah. chocolate peanut butter, a little bit yeah. of nougat. It's so good. But anything Reese's is yeah. so good. Chocolate peanut butter, so good. Yeah, that's probably our our, our go to like uh, you know, bad snack in the in the house is like there's there at any given time there might be like a bag of Reese's in the freezer. Yeah. What kind? Or like uh uh just cups actually white which is interesting because i'm really not a white chocolate person i don't care for it at all actually but i can agree that the reese's white ghosts oh are one of the best reese's do you have white ghosts in your house like year round like do you buy no. enough around halloween no we probably should this year though that's a good that's a good idea Yeah, plan for that in the next in nine yeah. months time. i'll keep them in the basement in a locked cabinet yeah. every month or every two weeks, we bring up one more bag. I got to buy the right amount of bags. Don't you think you should keep them in the freezer to keep them fresh? I don't think they're going to stay fresh. Um, you know when Reese's get I guess like I have that to check white, the date. They get like that white on them. Yeah, oh, no, they're white so. chocolates, so you won't even know. Yeah, we won't even know. You know sometimes they get chalky. Reese's get chalky. The the chocolate or peanut butter or both? The the chocolate on the outside on like yeah. the old Reese's, yeah. Really? Best thing, one of the, the second best thing I ever found on the side of the road was a two cup of Reese's. That was a ride find wow. of mine. Unopened. Unopened, right around Halloween time this Just past the year. Dual, the original dual pack. Yeah. Yep. Single serving. Yeah, it was great. Found it, turned around, was so pumped. I remember exactly where I was. Yeah. I could take you there anytime. <laughs> you remember exactly where it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. What's the best thing you ever found? You ever find anything fun on a ride? Mm, nothing, nothing that noteworthy. I remember one ride that... We were on together with a few other people. Yep. I think, I think actually, I think it was you, me, Marcus, Noah, Brian. Yep. Day before you guys did Greylock. Yep. For the first time, or you, you second time. Yep. No, it was King Mangus. Okay. Day before you guys did King of Mangus one we year. We were doing a little recovery ride. We were doing ride. a little recovery ride before we podcasted. Yep. And we found. On Lewiston Road. 100%. Yeah. A 
I don't know, a big collection of like sort of yard sale items, if you will. Yeah. But that like someone was throwing out the yeah, giveaway. Yeah. Stuff. Free box of toys. And there was like a Darth Vader mask. Uh huh. And, and, and like a laser. And a couple of lightsabers. Lightsabers. And a sword. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that day very that. well. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. But I've, I've never found anything that amazing. Sometimes I see things I'm like, oh, I should go back for that. Yeah. If even just for a picture or something, but I don't. It's fun. I found a Matchbox car. Found five bucks once. Yeah. I did find a used dildo on the side of the road once. Not <laughs> even a lie. On Chautauqua Turnpike in Connecticut. It was bright pink. Caught my eye. Turned around so fast. One of the funniest wow. things I've ever witnessed. Battery and inside or? I didn't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't touch it? I did not touch it. I took a video of it from about five feet away. I did not touch it. You can grab like a big leaf and then put it in one of your jersey yeah, pockets. Yeah, why? Like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. You know, it's um, on the side of the road. That's dude. something I would only question after I was riding again with yeah. it in my pocket. Like, what, what am I going to do with this? So I did find a knife on the side of the road once, and I'm pretty mm. sure it's just like an old like fishing knife, like a that someone would like sure. got a fish with. Yeah. But there is a little bit of like what might be blood on it. And I just found that on the side of the road and put it in my pocket. And it, now it's in my house and it like, it could be a murder weapon. <laughs> you ever think about that? This deserves, uh, <laughs> should we both do that? Oh yeah. You have glasses too. Yeah. Is this what it's like to do bits with glasses? You've been wearing glasses your whole life. You found a murder weapon. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I did. <clears throat> um, all right, real quick, let's That's talk about... That's what it's like having glasses, yes. Yeah, you've been wearing glasses your whole life, right? Uh, Since, like, maybe... Actually... When I met you, were you glasses wearing no. person? Well, I wore them for school, Yeah, but not all the time. I think I started wearing them all the time, junior or senior year of high school. Yeah. So. The sunglasses that you wear on the bike, are they prescription? Mm, sometimes. <laughs> okay. I wear... <laughs> I wear contacts. Oh, okay. Sometimes. Gotcha. 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 Um, but Do then you I have got prescription pretty, sunglasses. I have prescription sunglasses. Yes, of yeah. course. Um, and I have some, I have one pair of like, they're like cheap exercise, like running sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, and they just look terrible. In so general, I try you not wear to helmet wear them. or what? You just in general. Oh, just in general. Yeah. And I don't think they fit my face well. They they sort of give me a weird depth thing, so I don't really wear them very much. Yeah. Um, but I do notice when I wear just like my regular sunglasses, I notice my eyes can get irritated depending oh, really? on the time of year compared to wearing my contacts contacts and like regular sunglasses. Like an allergy sunglasses. thing time of year? You uh, no, I think maybe just like more stuff on the roads. Yeah. Uh, both actually, because I definitely have allergies, seasonal allergies, and that would affect it for sure. Yeah. Wearing smaller sunglasses like this size versus large sutros or whatever. Right. Like, right. I I hate the idea of riding without my sunglasses on. Me it's too. just like, so anything could get in your eye. I had a Blue big old bee hit Grain of sand go in your oh. eye and you're screwed. Terrifying. You know? No thanks. A bee flew in your eye. Yeah. I was on a foggy ride in New Hampshire, and I was like, it's really foggy. I'm going to take mm. my glasses off. And within five minutes, a big old something flying, it was big. It felt like a bumblebee. Like, it was big but soft. Oh, no. And it drilled me in the eye. And I was Ugh. like, I'm putting my glasses back on. Ugh. And it was, like, wet and rainy. And, yeah. like, 
it wasn't the best condition for like the glasses that I had. You know, I should have had like sure. a fifty percent tint, mm-hmm. but they were like you know pretty yeah. heavy, and uh, yeah, not great. I just typically do a uh, unless they're fogged up and I really have to take them off. Yeah, yeah. If it's just because of water, then I just do like a thumb Same. wipe or something on them, and that's at least yeah. at least makes the water bead right in larger beads, and you can see around it. But yeah, no, I agree. I, d- I generally don't like having my sunglasses off. Yeah, even in the rain, I'll wear even maybe just clears, or I do have some like half one. But you got you got to wear them. Yeah. I don't think I've I, I learned my lesson that day. The bee hit me in the eye. Um, so one more race here in January, the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race, which is down in the you know the part of the world where the tour uh, tour down under is. Oh, it's, it's in Australia. Benny will be there. Caleb Ewan will be there. Luke Blapp, Corbin Strong. Um, Meyer Hoffer won last year, which I kind of forgot about that. Hmm. Hugo Page and Simon Clark were on the podium, so that's exciting. That's this upcoming weekend. I'm not sure I even remember this race from last year. It's a one-day race, and uh, yeah, it sort of just like caps off the trip to Australia hmm. for a lot of these riders. Wow. And, it, and it's it's in Australia? It's in Australia. Cadell Evans is an ex-pro Australian mm-hmm. rider. Cadell Evans, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are um, there other um, smaller... Um, like Asian teams that join that at all? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly. So I found that interesting in some of the early season races yeah. last year. That was my first time watching. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all of those races. Um, yeah, to see like teams from Japan and right. Taiwan, Taiwan and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it would make there were none of them at the Tour Down Under, but that's yeah. like a world tour there race. So there's only so many invites right. and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um. And then after that, UAE tour is in February, February 20th. Remco won last year. Uh, Plapp and Adam Yates were on the podium with him. Uh, not a complete start list so far, but let's check out some of the names on that. Um, Dylan Grunewagen is going for Jayco. Uh, UAE is, is sending Adam Yates again. Jay Vine, Brandon McNulty. Wow. Mikhail Bjerg, that's, yeah, that's already a solid good. lineup for them. Uh, Visma Lisa Bike is sending Attila Volter and Olaf Koy for sure. Wow. Which it's, is... Sorry, go ahead. What? Thought I cut you off. No, no, I didn't really. Uh, Astana's got one te- one one person on the roster so far. Is it Cavendish? It is. Mark Cavendish. Uh, good. He's going to need to uh, get into shape for all those tour stages he's going to lose. Phil Bauhaus is going for Bahrain. Uh, Thomas DeGent for Lotto. Um Decathlon, AG2R, they've got a pretty, they've got a list out there. Ben O'Connor. Sam Bennett. Yeah, Sam. Oh, oh, wow. Weird weird to see him in that team. Um, But yeah, definitely not a complete list yet. Roman Bardet is going for Team DSM Furmanich Post-NL. Fabio Jakobsen as well, who's also on that team. Maybe the worst kit in the world tour as i'm looking at all these jerseys here well, right now dsm yeah that dsm one is absolute trash mm. the tudor one is kind of boring but it's similar they're you know not a world tour team but they are going to the uae tour um yeah we're gonna have to start picking worst kit for each race oh my gosh <clears throat> you know it's for me it's an extremely tough you know decision to say who has the worst kit because okay. so many of them are just so bad. bad. And they're just so boring. I agree. And the thing that kills me about UAE, the only interesting details they put on this kit yeah. are on the low stomach. And they disappear That into you will like, never see. Yeah, right. Because their riders are hunched over. Yep, I, I agree. I don't get it. I agree. Um, and Trek, the Trek jersey still kills me. My God. 
It looks like a play school thing. Enios is pretty good. EF is pretty good, even though I do feel like EF needs to shake it up a little bit. A lot of the same pink and, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I do think it's slick. It looks good. I like the pink. It stands out, but I don't know. I feel like they're due for a big shakeup. Maybe this year's Jiro yeah. jersey will be sick. Mm. You know? Who knows? A big shakeup would be fun for them. Yeah. I still like that pink, but Me too. Me a too. big shakeup would be fun. Um, and then Omloop, uh, Dylan Van Barra won last year. Arnold Delee and Christophe Laporte were also on the podium. This is on February 25th. Also not a complete start list, um, but Visma Lisa Blake is sending Wout Van Aert, Tish Benut, Christophe Laporte, Eduardo Arfini, Dylan Van Barl, and the American Mateo, Mateo Jorgensen. Um, so that's exciting. That is exciting. That's a sweet, sweet-looking team. Lineup. That is a sweet team. Uh, Binny is also going for Intermarche, um, Edward Bossenhagen for AJ2R, but uh, yeah, definitely not a complete list here. Anyone else stand up? Stefan Bissinger. Oh, Pidcock's going for Ineos. Uh, Jonathan Milan. Oh yeah, he's on track, on track now. now. Oh, yeah, but that'll be that'll, <clears throat> that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Although, oh, Alaphilippe's going. But this, I'd love this to is see a one day, right? Yeah, correct. Um, I guess what what type of rider is Milan for uh, one days? I don't know. He's kind of like a Ghana. He could go if he like goes off the front, you know. Yeah, if he can. Yeah, if he can maintain up front, right, and hold then. But then he it, would have a shot. I don't think it necessarily ends in a sprint that would suit him. It's more of like a wout type of deal. True, you know, true. After like a hard hard. Not day. a pure sprinter. Day. Right, right. After a hard for day. sure. Um, but yeah, be, I'd love to see wout win yeah. this and like start the season off right. You know, oh, that would be amazing. Didn't have a great season last year. So. Um. In terms of wins. In terms of wins, I mean, obviously, Yumbo cleaned up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope Wout has a big year. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Get some of those wins that he's really been going for lately. You know, actually, one jersey that... uh, One kit that did strike me when watching UAE... Yeah. I'm sorry. Tore down on Yeah, tore down on Was the Jayco jerseys. Yeah. When I look at the image of it, it's like... It's not exactly exciting, but I... The... The way the colors fade to each other looks I think, way ca- better. Caught in my eye in person. Yeah, I agree. And I and to see um, to see Ewan in that jersey. Yeah, threw me. I like wasn't finding him at first. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think I liked the the way over the shoulders that white fades to the blue, and yeah. then the sort of that red or almost pinkish red underneath, like right. kind of hides in there. It is in like person a when lotto. they're on the bike. Yeah. I thought it looked really slick. Actually, yeah, I do. I do like that too. You're right. The Israel, Israel Premier Tech one do looks like it could be nice. We just want just want to see what that looks like in person. Um, I think um, now that we uh, listened to that interview with um, the was it the I forget who it was of of uh, Uno X. Oh, the director, the director of Uno X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a great interview on the Bobby and Yen's I like, podcast. I feel like I like the jerseys more now. I, I love, like the kit more. I love them so much. I just like love yeah. his whole philosophy. Great um, interview. It was go a listen great to that interview. Bobby and Yen's podcast. Yeah, what is his name? His name was Yen's. No, Bobby and Yen's. His name was Jans Hagen. Is that right? That sounds very close. Yeah, he's like the overall director of Uno X Mobility, both the men's and the women's team. He was recently interviewed uh, on the Bobby and Jens podcast, which is with Bobby Julik and Jens Voigt. And um, it is just like, he's just such an interesting character. I think he has a lot of like the right ideas about life with just like philosophies about cycling. And like he did, you know, lets his team work. And yeah, and they like stand for a cool cause. Uh, Uno X Mobility is like a, great green initiative type of company yeah 
the director of you know and i noticed they were saying you know you know not uno not uno yeah you know x you know x jens hoagland jens hoagland yeah super interesting guy yeah it was a good interview yeah yeah so and so nice to learn more like you said about the philosophies behind yeah the team and their practices it was very good right because they very much uh like inform their team on why they are you know like backing cycling and what they want to how they want to grow you know a lot of these other sponsors are sort of just like voiceless and they're just like putting money out there you know and like this uh i don't know it seems cool if you ever uh heard um magnus court who is now on you know x was used to be on ef he like is obsessed right. with like bio bionuclear engineering and it just makes perfect sense that he mm. went to this team because they are yeah. very much like of the same ilk you know yeah that's and exciting. they are all like from the same they're all from Denmark and I think they're all from Denmark and is oh it, my uh, gosh, uh, just move on. Yeah. We can just move on. Um, okay. Well, that's, that's about it. Um, yeah. Those are the next couple races that are coming up uh, within the next month or so. We'll check back in. We'll talk about UAE tour and Om loop maybe a little bit later in February and uh, yeah, should be exciting. And cycling is here. Spring, I think, it's, as far as New England is concerned, is like 54 days away, so that feels decent. Already almost in February. A lot of trainer rides lately. Not fun, but it's nice. it'll be nice to ride outside soon enough. Time moves slowly. Yeah, yeah. But I'm back on the Zwift train, and I've been kind of liking it. I'm thinking I might cave. Yeah, at least I'm doing it. it this month. It's been good for actual training rides because I have felt that my fitness has been slipping because I haven't been doing like like the right amount of hours that I want to be doing, you know? Um, and uh, I feel like it's, you know, it's just a little bit extra instead of just turning on the turbo and like spinning with my with my uh, head unit. Yeah, definitely. You know? yeah, so. yeah, I could use some motivation for that. Yeah, yeah, it's so. been good. Thinking I mean, about signing up myself. And maybe we'll do some IJ Swift rides. I think we'll try to do that within the next month or so. I don't think I'm going to keep it past February, but I think I'll at least hold on to it for February. And hopefully I don't use it enough in the weather turns. But, I mean, it's been pretty nice the past week or so to uh, just, like, slick yeah. some of the workouts. And, you know, got, like, two and a half hours in yesterday and, like, two hours today, which is... Yeah, I saw that. Kind of a lot for me. That's a lot for you. Yeah. I was and, surprised. And on so, A lot for you on the trainer. On the trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it was nice. It, it's been working out well for yeah. me, and I'm trying to... Uh, embrace the suck a little bit because it does kind of suck, but it's got to embrace the suck. It serves a purpose. Got to yeah. do whatever creature comforts you need around you to help you embrace the suck. Oh, yeah. I've got a tea, on a coffee, the trainer, my laptop, the Zwift is on the iPad. I'm fans. watching Matt Stevens. I've got two fans. Two fans are important. Four water bottles. Your, God, I don't want to start a whole conversation now about this, but what's yeah. your fan setup? So I have a classic Honeywell like face, you know, the one that's like this big. Honeywell is a great company. That's the one I had at first. In front just, of you. And it's in front of me pointed at my face. Mm-hmm. Um, Where's the second one? What's the orientation of your second fan? It's down by my torso, pointed up like underneath my mm-hmm. arms. Like if my hands yeah. are on the my hands are usually on the tops or on the hoods. I'm not I'm yeah. not on the drops that much. Sure. Um, and it sort of comes in right underneath there and it's mm-hmm. a Vornado. Torso. Yeah, it's pretty great. Oh, so that's a pretty serious uh, chunk of air just It's a good chunk of air. It's a good air circulator. Not only does it blow out the air, but it has a good intake in the Mm -hmm. back, so it's like circulating really well. It's not the biggest fan. It's maybe twice the size of the Honeywell. Is that a Dyson? Uh, Vornado. Oh, that's the brand name? Yeah. I wasn't sure if uh, that was a a model of Dyson. It was reasonably priced. Like a Dyson Airblade just... Yeah, I wish. (laughs) Shooting at my face. I wish. I'd put my head through it if I could. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, that'd be really good. Just, What's your fan situation? Uh, I try. I have one sort of in front of me, off to the side. A small penguin that I got from Job Lot. Nice. Makes a little too much noise for the bedroom. Yeah. So it's in the basement. That's pointing not at my face. I don't like having anything, anything on my face. I feel like it. My throat will feel weird after. Yeah. An hour or two it's of riding a, with it in my it's face. It's an issue. Yeah. So I really, I'm always sort of adjusting it, making sure it's hitting me like just at the neck and down. Yeah. And then I have one behind, directly behind me. Getting my back. Oh, that's good. So the front one is getting really my right. whole like front right. abdomen. One behind me is just hitting at my back. Yeah, my face and my head gets so sweaty. That's why I want yeah. one on my face. But I feel yeah. like, you know, I feel like it's it's definitely drying me out in a different way. Well, good question. Yeah. But I keep a... Uh, Sometimes I do a ceiling fan too. Oh, uh, if I had one, I would definitely turn that on. Yeah. But uh, I'd keep like a... Uh, I don't have a fancy like, you know, bike guard cover. Yeah. Um, sweat guard. Uh, I like how you call them fancy. I, Mine was like eleven dollars on Amazon. <laughs> but it's specific. Yeah, it is specific. Yeah. Uh, I just keep a like an exercise towel yeah, that works over my right. handlebars, right, and headset, and then toss them in the wash. You know, after yeah. it's sweaty, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then just grab a fresh one for the next ride. Right. You know. No, it's because I also haven't been doing intense training rides. I'm not training for anything specific, so yeah. I'm not like. I'm not really drip, dripping sweat all over my bike. Like yeah. I, I'm going to protect my grips and you know headset. But yeah, yeah. Other than that, I'm not. Right. You're not, not sweat. You're not dripping. I'm not down there for three hours, like fully soaked through all the time. You know, yeah, every once in a while, yeah. I get pretty, pretty into it. But yeah, and it's easy to get soaked through. Yeah, yeah. It's just it really much is. moving in. even with the fans on, you yeah. get get pretty soaked through. Yeah. All right. I'm not well, dripping in that way. Yeah, you're dripping. I saw you walk in here with some ways. DCs. Some DCs. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. Imagine you, that. You, DCs. You opened the show. Are you, you want to close it too? <sighs> you go for it. Okay. Well, I thank you. I didn't have anything planned. Thank you, BSB, for being here, for being my, uh, you know, you mentioned it earlier, but you are my podcasting partner in crime. Yeah. You, know, you do all the audio editing for the show, and now I get to look you in the eye and thank you. So thank you, Oh, Brian. thank you. Um, so yeah, check out all the past episodes of the show. Not you, of course, but the people who are watching. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will though. I will. If you are listening, uh, you can like rate and review us on iTunes or Spotify. If you're watching, it helps if you subscribe or like thumbs us up there. And uh, yeah, head over to www.itsjustahill.com to check out everything else, like our Strava page, our WhatsApp chat, and all that good stuff. And yeah, we'll be back again soon for more of the 2024 cycling season. It's going to be exciting. The Olympics are it this is. year too. It's going to be really exciting. It's Winter Olympics, though, isn't it? No. Summer Olympics in France, dude. Oh, I thought... It, for get some ready reason, to get amped. No, I know we talked about it last time, but I thought it was winter again because I was so amped for Winter Olympics. You love Olympics. Winter Olympics. Yeah, I And do. space. Uh, I'm yeah. learning a lot about you. Yeah. What else? Don't love white chocolate, but you're pretty good with it when it's a ghost with, with Reese's yeah. peanut butter. And that's because it's a very small amount. Right. Right. Yeah. Very into space. Are you into aliens or just like what is real space? No, uh, learning about real space. But so, do you consider aliens bullshit, or just like not as interesting oh my as gosh. like? All right, we gotta go. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, this, that's, that's we're gonna save this for next podcast. time. Yeah, that's for the other <laughs> podcast. Um, all right, thank you, Brian. Thank you, John. Bye. 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 We are. It's just a hill, a cycling club that promotes inclusion judgment-free with no gatekeepers. Focused on creating content from behind the handlebars to in the studio, 
It's Just a Hill is producing videos and podcasts to spread the message that cycling is for everyone. We are focused on reminding everyone that riding your bike can help you overcome any obstacle. Because after all, it's just a hill. Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. It's very challenging work. <laughs> <laughs>